welcome back to another episode of Ballers, Beers, and Banter. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Hello. So it's it's another episode of Moose and Anthony. I uh, I took myself off guard. Uh, usually when I hit uh, record, there's a, a second option. But uh, today it just went right into the recording and uh, I had to wing it. I, I always forget what Dave says at the beginning. I just know I have to say hello really loud uh, yeah. when, when he calls us a goofy name. And uh, today's goofy names are uh, Champion 1 and Champion 2. Oh. Oh. Uh, I guess you'll take Champion 1 because you have three. Um, I have two. Um, I'm okay with number two for now. But I'm, right. I plan on winning some this year. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but uh, yeah, you caught me off guard too because there was no countdown before we started the episode. It was just like... Well, that's it. Because yeah. usually it yeah. gives me a second option before I record. So I was going to just get my mouse ready. But yeah. nope, it uh, it jumped us right in. So okay. um, it got excited. A little startled, little startled. But uh, anyways, let's let's get this show on the road. Yes. So today we are doing draft rankings. We have all uh, put together our rankings and we're going to go through them. We're going to quickly go through the top 12 because in our opinion, that information is easy to find. There's, There's tons of it. You can Google it. But the really important information is what to do after the top 12. Right. You know, it's easy to pick the the league winners, but it's not always easy to find those gems later on. And we think that's the most important information for you. So uh, Anthony's going to take us through some headlines and I will, uh, of course, include my banter here and there where I see fit. (laughs) (laughs) Take shots at some of the players that we have some news about, but we'll see. And hype Uh, them up. You know, I'm a good hype hype man. I'll get some hype going. Yeah. Um, so I guess the first one, uh, the big one, Carson Wentz returning to practice Monday. This is crazy. This is crazy. Well, in light, they said in light fat. It's not a full right. practice. And re- what's returning to practice? Maybe he's just going to walk around, you know? Kind of like how Dak was doing in uh, in uh, his uh, training camp exactly. where he's just there not throwing. But uh, I mean, it's super amazing. Super exciting. Super yeah. exciting. And like, well done, uh, Carson, if he is healthy. Yeah. Successful way surgery. Way to go, bud. It looks good if he comes back early. It's good for Michael Pittman Jr., who we're high on this year. So hopefully all is good with Carson Wentz and a speedy recovery. And it seems like it's going that way. So that's very good. Um, Some other good news about players returning to practice. Uh, Rashad Bateman cleared to run routes. So this is very good for Baltimore because it seemed like only Mark Andrews was going to be the one receiving passes <laughs> from that team, from uh, Lamar Jackson. So uh, very good news. Rashad Bateman, I know um, they, they're expecting big things for him, but I think for redraft, nobody's really looking at him unless it's a late round pick. It's but, just uh, Baltimore is too much of a gamble until yeah. they can show, you know, like let's equate it to the same thing where last season, you know, you guys were a little bit uh, concerned about Stefan Diggs because, uh, you know, the Bills are were a run heavy team traditionally, so everybody was a little bit concerned that Stefan Diggs wouldn't get the ball too much. Let's uh, let's wait. It's the same kind of thing with Baltimore. Let's wait and see. Are they do they really want to become a passing team? You know, they invested in some wide receivers. There's been some unfortunate injury, but realistically, until we see them, you know, really start you know, at least turning some of their strategy into the past game. Yeah. Yeah. For a redraft, I would uh, steer clear of Baltimore. And just, uh, I don't know the exact um, statistic right now, but Baltimore Ravens hold the longest uh, win streak in preseason 
game history. They they just won their second preseason game of this year, and it, that basically put them over the hump. They they broke the record. So, congrats! It, it doesn't really mean anything. They've, they've won the most games that don't count. Exactly. Um, some other positive uh, injury news. Uh, Jalen Waddle looked like he got smoked or got injured in his second preseason game. I didn't see it. You, uh, I know yeah. you were watching that game. He was, he was holding his knee, wincing in pain. Um, if anybody's seen that family guy episode where, where Peter hurts his knee, that's what it looked like. <sighs> yeah, exactly. <sighs> and, yeah. uh, they took him, they took him to the injury tent, um, for some time. I, I left to do some other stuff. I came back when I came back, he was, he was on the field. Yeah. So I guess, I guess it was just maybe a, a Charlie horse or something like that. And, uh, and he seems fine. Yeah. He appears to be okay, which is very good because I drafted him in dynasty and um, yeah, that wouldn't have been a great start to that season. Um, Jalen hurts had a little bit of a stomach virus uh, in his for in, in the preseason game on Thursday, I believe uh, he was expected to start, did not start. Uh, was taken to the hospital, but all appears okay. He didn't have COVID, just a little stomach virus. He was back at practice, so maybe yeah. he just maybe he just had a a Philly cheesesteak that wasn't wasn't so good. Yeah, that that's very possible. Um, some negative injury news now. Um, Dak injury. It's apparent that it might linger into the season, and I don't know what that means. It means I, nothing. It's it means we want some tasty headlines. Okay. So you're not well. I know we're gonna get to the QB rankings in a, a couple episodes, but uh, you're not dropping him because of this news. No, I no. mean, look, I don't even know where you have guy, him. But the guy, the guy didn't throw a football for a whole year, and then uh, you, all you got to do is go watch Hard Knocks. He goes out there and he's launching bombs, like taking taking his muscles to the to the limit. Well. Yeah, of course. Zero to a hundred, you're you're gonna get some sore muscles. I don't think it's gonna last the whole season. I'm sure he's gonna get all types of physios. It probably already does. They're taking care of him at practice. Yeah, he's gonna be fine. There's quarterbacks who have played through a lot worse. Um, and the, like I said, these are just tasty headlines, especially while hard knocks is going on. Everybody's watching the Cowboys. Everybody wants you know this bit of news, that bit of news, and it's just uh, they're fun headlines. Okay. Um, next, this one uh, could be bad, but I haven't heard any update on it. But Ceh, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire sprained. It looks like an ankle sprain uh, during the preseason game. Not and uh, Andy Reid says it. He doesn't believe it to be a high ankle sprain, which would be worse as far uh, considering like the recovery it would take and everything. So there has been no update. Apparently, he was getting checked today. Um, I'm assuming we'll hear something about it tomorrow, but I'm hoping he's okay because he's also one of my keepers. So, I mean, yeah, it wasn't a great preseason weekend for me. Well, I, I guess Jalen Waddle not being hurt is good for our dynasty league, but I really hope CEH will start, uh, the regular season, which it looks like, you know, a two week recovery from an ankle sprain, I think is it's feasible, uh, that he'll be, he should be there for a uh, hey, week one. Just go see Carson Wentz's surgeon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the last one, Emmanuel Sanders ha appears to have a foot issue. Like, I mean, 
foot issue. It's kind of like this lower body injury and everything foot issue. I don't know how serious it is. Um, I mean, if it's serious, it the stock rises for Gabe Davis, uh, your your boy. Big time. Yeah. And if you watch the preseason, he looked real good. Yeah. He's looking good. Also, uh, Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley's job is Yeah. I, I do you see? Well, we'll talk we'll talk about it. But everybody remember that I said Cole Beasley's job is in question. Yeah. And then when we get to it, we get to it. Yeah. And I guess yeah, so that's it for the main headlines, but uh, maybe we should touch on some of the preseason games. I know I watched a little bit. I know you were watching some on Saturday. Uh, well, if we're jumping into take- preseason games, let's just jump right into the Bills then. Let's just talk yeah. about Cole Beasley. Let's Bye-bye, Beasley, because <laughs> Isaiah McKenzie is like way better than yeah. Cole Beasley, and holy smokes, did they want to get him the ball. Yep. And he looked amazing getting the ball. Yes. Uh, uh, the whole time I was watching the game, I was just thinking to myself, well, if Cole Beasley doesn't get his, his vaccinations, the first the first time somebody gets a, a positive test, he's gone. Isaiah McKenzie's stock through the roof. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, yeah, he looked very good. I watched this game closely, too, because the Bills, of course, were playing the Bears. Uh, the Bears did not look good in this game. I mean, Justin Fields looked okay. Um, I still, like you and I, were kind of like not on the same page as Dave as far as when Fields should get put in. Um, I do think he needs a little bit more time to um, to marinate, if that's how you want to wow. say it. Yeah, I um, mean, the, he's got to learn to keep his eyes up because, yeah. I mean, he, he got took a drilled. monstrous blindsided hit. Yeah. Helmet flew off everything. It, it, I was worried, but um, he's fine. He continued playing uh looked uh looked okay Andy Dalton still I feel has not like he he made a couple good passes but I still think the Bears are going to struggle to move the offense here's Uh, one thing to note for both quarterbacks I'll 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 hype up Chicago a little bit oh basically the only receivers out there well you know of any sort of I mean they really just were thrown to the tight ends yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think Darnell Mooney or Allen Robinson started. No. So I'm saying, you know, people are like, "Oh, Andy Dalton this, Andy Dalton that," and "Oh, Justin Fields didn't have the greatest game." They didn't exactly field the best offense for them to uh, to right. have a good day, which is something that I often I find myself even forgetting in uh, in preseason. And I, I was watching another game, and one of the commentators made that comment said, "Oh yeah, we want to, they want to get one of the backups out there." Oh, it was it was during the Denver game. They go, oh, okay. I don't know if you noticed, but in the second half, a lot of the starters are still out there because they want to give, obviously, since it's such a close competition with Teddy and, and Drew, they want to make sure that both have, you know, starting offense, you know, uh, options to really show, you know, it wouldn't be fair if one guy got the starting team, the other guy got not the starting team. Right. So uh, that's what I, one of the things I took away from the, from the Bears game as well is that they, there weren't many starters out there for either of Dalton or fields to really shine with. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we got to give Dalton a chance. Uh, He, he, like we've mentioned before, he is going to be the better quarterback for the past couple of years for the bears. You know, they had Trubisky, they had Glennon, they had um, Foles and, um, and Trubisky, he looked good. He looked good with the bills. He did. (laughs) He did. But, but here's another thing about the bears. Like the, the, I think the coaching staff and, they're not 
on the same level. They're in a different tier than the Buffalo Bills uh, coaching staff. I mean, Buffalo Bills, they're, they're supposed to be Super Bowl contenders. So, I mean, Trubisky even made a comment. It's I don't remember what it was exactly, but he was basically saying, like, uh, it's nice to be on a team that uh, is here to help you grow and develop. So, yeah. I mean... If the Bills can, if the Bills can do something with him, and then he can somehow be a starter on a team in a couple of years, I mean, uh, I'm glad, I'm happy for him. I mean, he did lead us to the playoffs one of the years. I mean, they did make it to the playoffs last year, where he was in as well for some games. So, all the best to him. Yeah. So uh, my two things, uh, Bears. I I still think there's a lot more to see from both quarterbacks, and uh, Bills. Uh, my takeaway yeah. is incredible depth. Yeah. Even their third and fourth string teams look like, uh, you know, they were, uh, their thirds look like their seconds. Their seconds look like their first, uh, just absolutely incredible depth. Yeah. Um, what I noticed. So there are some players, of course, we've talked about Marky Dillon mid rounds and sleepers. So I watched the jets. Um, Zach Wilson looks great. I know it's only preseason, but, I mean, he looks comfortable in that offense and Corey Davis received a massive target share. Um, and he was one of my sleepers. He's going super late in drafts. He's supposed to be the number one receiver on the, the team. So, I mean, one thing that you look for in your drafts is you also you look for value players, but um, you also want to try and find players that are going to get massive target shares. Like whether you're a running back or a wide receiver, if you're going to get all the targets or most of the targets, or you're going to get, you know, you're like Joe Mixon, a guy who been low, we're low on. I think I raised him in my rankings. We'll get to it uh, later on, but he's like pretty much the only guy there. And if they're just going to give him the ball majority of the time, I mean, at some point, if he's healthy, he's going to, he's going to, He's going to produce for your fantasy team. So uh, yeah. I like seeing Corey Davis getting the ball. Also, there's there's a potential new curse in the fantasy football world. The original curse was uh, whomever was on the cover of, of Madden. The, the yeah. Madden video game of that year would would have a, a terrible season or get injured. And, uh, you know, for many years, it, it was true. In some way or another, um, the individual on, on the cover, or sometimes they started doing two, did not have a great season. But now I'm thinking that it's the Robert uh, Sala curse. Since last last year when he was with the 49ers, there was uh, piles of injuries with the San Francisco 49ers. And, oh, then yeah, he, yeah. and then yesterday, I was I was doing things around the house. I had the Jets game on, and it seemed like every time I came back to the TV, there was another Jets player injured and being taken off the field. Yeah. So who knows? This is just this is just one man's observations. Yeah, it's not it's not good. Uh... They uh, lost a key defensive player the week before as well. Um, Lawson, uh, his name's slipping my mind now. Uh, but yeah, they're one of the teams that are having injury issues, like the most injury issues so far. Um, so it's not great. It's not great for them. I know they had high hopes for this season, but um, oh yeah, it's uh, sorry, Carl Lawson, defensive end Carl Lawson, uh, who's supposed to lead their defense, be the captain of the defense. He's done for the season. Uh, torn Achilles. Achilles. Um, some other preseason games. I, I know you and I were talking about uh, how bad Atlanta looked um, against. Yeah. Uh, um, who do they play against now? It's slipping my mind. Um, uh, Miami, uh, Tua looked good. We were talking about Waddle looked like he was hurt, but Tua seems to be moving the offense. Gaskin, uh, Gaskin and, and the Miami running game also looked really good. 
Yeah. Really good. Yeah. They do look good. I, I think, uh, like I mentioned before, I think with the three guys that they got there, I th- I think they're going to be kind of like a San Francisco type uh, timeshare for the running backs. And again, you know, I, I won't just I won't just throw uh, Atlanta in the mud here. The same thing that I noticed with them is really none of their starters were playing. Right. And then uh, who's their, who's their backup? Um, the backup quarterback. And to me, I was watching a few games yesterday. And I mean, I guess everybody's trying to show their skill, but for me, for a quarterback to run in the preseason, it, it seems like a bonkers thing. And uh, I forget, I, I can't remember the name of their backup quarterback right now, but he, he ran and he's, he's now has a knee injury. Um, I'm pulling it up. Uh, Falcons. Was it, there was two. So AJ McCarron, it's McCarron, and- AJ McCarron. Okay. So for me, like I, I, you know, like I said, I get it. The quarterback's trying to show, hey, look, I, I could run for 10 yards if I had to. But in preseason, like you're the quarterback. Why would you why would you take a needless hit? But I mean, if you know, you're competing for the backup position, and I mean to keep your Yeah, but now he's out. The, now he's out for the season. He's out. But <laughs> yeah. I mean McCarron's not making his way as a starter on any team. I know when he came into the league, he was expected to because he played well in college or he was a great college player, but I mean, he's not going to make it on a team because of his passing. I guess he has to show a skill as a runner and try to make it on a team. But yeah, but show it at practice. Yeah. Show it at practice when when another team is not trying to drill you. Yeah, you know, like uh, it just seems it seems like a well. I mean, any injury in the preseason really sort of cuts deep because you know, in effect, yeah. the, the game doesn't really count for anything, and you know, yeah. it sucks, especially when the injury is a season ender. Yeah. Um, and then apart from that, I mean, there were a few boring games. Uh, I, I expect to see some decent play from the Washington uh, Cincinnati game. I wasn't, I was bored to death. Uh, Fitzpatrick couldn't, I, I don't think it's Fitzpatrick's fault, but I, I don't think, I mean, McLaurin was on the field, I believe for a little bit. Uh, Gibson got in there. Gibson looks good. Gibson looks strong. I'm not worried about the foot, but it was just a boring game. It seemed like, none of the offenses could get anything going at the start of the game. So it was pretty boring. Uh, Kansas City, uh, just keynote, Nicole Hardman, he was a sleeper as well for me. He's well, looking good. Yeah, and there's one thing I want to say about McCole Hardman because I know people listening to go, oh, McCole Hardman. So he missed. He missed quite a few passes. They, they, he was overshot a few times, uh, underthrown a few times. He made it a really spectacular touchdown catch. But here's, here's what you have to think about is that Travis Kelsey was out there, but in no way was he playing at, yeah. at, at Travis Kelsey we'll levels and Tyreek Hill wasn't out there. Yeah. So the, the fact that they're, you know, trying to light up McCole Hardman, you know, when, when defenses are trying to cover CH Kelsey Hill, you know, McCole Hardman's going to be out there catching balls and, yeah. uh, and he's going to look good doing it. Yeah. Um, and that was and, one thing we talked about that he he wasn't on the field that much last year. Like I guess he could be assumed to be well, the wide receiver too, but he'll be on the field more. They said they want to get him on the field yeah. more for he more snaps. Co- he had COVID issues a bunch last year. I, I've seen that too. People are like, well, he didn't play much last year. Well, I think he had a small injury than COVID, and I think it was just kind of like, well, let's just sit this year out kind of thing. But uh, the the other thing to take away is that so you know I I've I've been a big supporter of McCole Hardman, so I'm hyping him up a little bit here. But what I noticed was 
when you know Patrick overthrew him, or you know maybe McCole Hardman didn't uh, you know quite get the catch, they they were laughing it off. It, yeah. To to me, the Chiefs are so good, and they I think they they practice so well that that preseason game was just like another practice, and they they weren't out there trying to make plays or whatever. They yeah. were trying to do something different. They're like, oh, let's see if let's see if this you know yeah. route works, you know, and and um. And, and so to me, I, I wasn't walking away being like, oh, it's Byron Pringle. Byron Pringle has taken over. It's going to be Demarcus Robinson. No, I, I think it's still going to be uh, McCall Hardman as the, as the second wide receiver there. Yeah, totally agree. Um, I mean, there's not too much that I want to get into. I mean, I, I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy watching the, the game tomorrow, Jacksonville, New Orleans, see Trevor Lawrence out there a little bit. Maybe if we can get a little bit of an idea who he's going to build a rapport with as far as far as the receiving core. Um, I know Marvin Jones Jr. looked good the first preseason game. Uh, New Orleans seeing the quarterbacks go at it because, I mean, it didn't look great the first one. So, yeah, excited for that one tomorrow. And, of course, right now it's the the Chargers in San Francisco playing as we're recording. Uh, it's halftime. It's 10-8, Chargers, San Francisco. It's also nothing really exciting to watch right now. I guess uh, I'll, I'll check the highlights for um, uh, Trey Lance a little later, and we'll talk about it maybe next episode. But, uh, yeah, I think it's time to move on. All right. Was that, was that all the preseason games? Yeah, those are all the ones I want to talk about. Uh, I I know you watched a little bit more than I did. I don't know if you wanted to talk a bit about Pittsburgh or um... uh, Najee Harris finally uh, broke off a huge run, uh, yeah. forty six yards off a short pass. Looked really good. Uh, apparently, I heard uh, the rookie tight end Fryermuth. Uh, am I yeah. saying that right? Fryermuth. 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 Caught two know. TDs. Yes. But I think I would tell people don't buy into the hype with Pittsburgh tight ends. Like they like using the tight end, but they don't like they'll get hot one game and then they won't appear for two and then they'll get hot another yeah. game. So they're very inconsistent, but um, don't. And he's a rookie, too. So what we've talked about for rookie tight ends, usually it takes a couple, two, three years for them to develop and be used on an offense excluding Kyle Pitts. Yeah. And, and I mean, let's even like, we always do this with Kansas city, but he, here's a, here's an equal example um, in Pittsburgh. So it's probably uh, Deontay Johnson, Najee Harris, then Claypool or Juju. Yeah. Then maybe we're considering the tight ends. Yeah. So it was quite a lot of, you know, the tight ends are pretty low on the pecking order. I think. Yeah. The, or, the, the- or maybe, maybe we could look at it the other way too. Maybe if we assume that you know all those other options will have the defense, maybe they maybe they are looking to hit that tight end position. But yeah. Eric Ebron is also there. He, yeah. of course, dropped his first pass. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, Eric. Oh, Eric. But um, somehow he'll still get five, six TDs and probably like two hundred yards on the year. Yeah, I, th- <laughs> I think I think if you find yourself in a draft situation where, for whatever reason, you haven't taken a tight end and you find yourself at the bottom of the barrel. Uh, if Pat Fryer, Fryermouth, Fryermouth, Fryer Tuck, if he's still there, <laughs> pick, pick him up. Oh, and to, to address tight ends a little bit more to go back on the game, uh, Jimmy Graham did get out there this second preseason game for Chicago. Yep. So stay tuned for our tight end rankings. I know when we were talking about who might find themselves in and out, uh, 
as far as finishing in the top 12. I might have to, as far as drafting tight ends in the top 12, no. I, I might have to remove Komet out of it just because of Jimmy Graham, not put Jimmy Graham in, oh, okay. but just remove them both out. Um, as far as like maybe let the hype, like I said, two, three years before they develop. So, I mean, yeah. Cole Komet will definitely be better than last year, but with Graham there might not have, uh, it seems like Graham has a little bit of a uh, skill left in the tank. He's he, not he that old. Uh, I was going to say he didn't look so old. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, yeah, I think, uh, those were the key things. Oh, you want to mention, um, the New England backfield. So I know I had mentioned oh, that the yes. first preseason game, it seemed like they were using uh well, should, I just, should, I just, should I just take off here? Should I just start talking yeah. about it? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not as high as Anthony and Dave are on Damian Dave, Harris. Yeah. And now I'm I'm even lower on Damian Harris because of the preseason game that just happened. Yeah. Damian Harris looked good. Sonny Michelle looked all right. Uh Rahamandre looked incredible and then yeah. uh what's his white name? oh i didn't i didn't even i didn't even see james white but jj taylor oh yeah jj taylor is that yeah. his name jj taylor yeah. goes out there also looks amazing yeah we forgot so, about him mentioning yeah. him before <laughs> so i i get it like it's preseason they're not playing against uh you know the starting defense but just seeing the the skill level of all these guys and all the where they're all uh different skill levels lie even leads me to believe more that yeah. uh, and the other thing too is all of them are catching passes yeah which is yeah. also highly concerning because that means that it's not like there's a uh you know running you know a, a running back and a pass catching back they're all going to probably do a bit of everything and yeah. so for me more than ever i feel that the new england backfield is going to be just as confusing as every other year and yeah, putting too much stock into one of them is going to cost you. Yeah, um, I would have to agree after watching that second preseason game. So I might uh, drop Damian Harris a little lower as well. Yeah. So um, I mean, it, but the the point stands like you can get Damian Harris super late in a draft, but just make sure you take him super late. Yeah, super late. Um, yeah. So those <laughs> are our takeaways for preseason. I mean, it's it's still only preseason. I mean, yeah. so like we can't read into too much hype. I think what's key is like seeing these rookie QBs get out there like Zach Wilson and see who they're targeting. And that's why I said tomorrow it'll be interesting for uh, Trevor Lawrence to see who he's going to throw to this game. Is it still Marvin Jones Jr.? Because um, I know Dave was talking a little bit before that he expects him to still be or, or like wide receiver two or wide receiver one on the team. And I was like, well, you still got DJ Chark there who's super talented. I know he let a lot of people down last year, but I mean, he's the young stud and Marvin Jones is getting old, finding himself on like, I don't know, his fourth team. Um, I mean, it's I do, I do have one more bit yes. of preseason because I watched a bit of the uh, Seahawks game. Okay. I don't even remember who they were playing. I because I was just I was just watching the Seahawks. Um, who, can you drum up who they that, were playing? Uh, oh, actually, I want to hear what you have to say about this. That they played the Broncos. I want to know how the Broncos. Oh, right, looked. right, right. Uh, well, like I said, I, I was I was busy all day, so I was sort of just watching games and then going to do stuff. So I was mostly watching uh, Seattle. Yeah. And uh, one thing I noted was that Rashad Penny does not look good. <laughs> um. <laughs> Like I, it's it's Chris Carson and then there's a heavy drop off. 
in that backfield. Alex Collins was out there quite a bit, but also he, he looks really shifty, but it's not like he's moving forward. Like he's literally being shifty in place and not going forward. And I don't think, I don't think Rashad Penny got more than like four yards on a, on a run. Like he just seemed to run into contact and then tip over. Uh, Rashad Penny. Let's see. Uh, yeah. He, he just had eight yards um, yeah. on the day. Josh Johnson, Alex Collins, um, you know, Carson's of course not going to play He's an injury prone guy, but uh, Broncos, I know they're getting Royce Freeman in there a little bit. They Royce wanna... Freeman looked faster. Yeah. He looked, he looked more like the running back. He was, you know, expected to be he had 44 receiving yards and 27 rush yards. Like uh, they're using him in the receive game too. Yeah. Yeah. He looked, he looked a lot faster. I think uh, he's in by no means is he going to be a league winner, but uh, you know, he, he might be a guy like if your fantasy team suffers injuries, Royce Freeman might be a good waiver wire pickup or a, a backup stash. Yeah. Of course, Melvin Gordon and Javonta Williams are, are there. So who knows how much production he'll get, but you know, should the availability of him, uh, you know, being used, let's say in that Philip Lindsay role. Yeah. You know, it's possible. Um, I know KJ Hamler caught a touchdown and then Jerry Judy was hit uh, by Teddy Bridgewater. It looked like Teddy Bridgewater played well. He had 105 passing yards, one TD, uh, Drew Locke, 80 yards, uh, zero TDs, zero interceptions. So, I mean, they're both moving the offense, um, which is good for, I guess, players we're excited about. It seems like KJ Hamler might be a surprise receiver this year, uh, a late value. Uh, I know they're they're, they're pretty deep, um, but uh, Jerry Judy, I guess, sh- uh, he showed up this game compared to the first one. I know I I was pretty critical of him in the first preseason game. Well, let's hold this because aren't we getting into this a little later on? Sure. Well, aren't we? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. So let's hold this. We'll talk about Denver a little bit later on in our They Said It on Reddit segment. Yeah. I believe it concerns Denver, so we'll dive into the the wide receiver core a little bit more then. Yeah. But uh, but, let's uh, we're gonna move it. Let's move into rankings. Yes, let's do it. Draft rankings. All right, here we go. So today we're gonna be doing running back draft rankings. So David, myself, and Anthony have ranked in order in which we would draft these running backs, and we've calculated our consensus, and uh, we will share them with you now. So our first twelve are pretty much the same. There's a, there's a few uh, running backs, which Anthony, Anthony will tell you in a minute, that you know one of us has one or above, or I think I have someone in the top 12 that these guys don't. But for the most part, let's say like the top 10 to 12, they're the exact same. So yeah. I'll, I'll list them, and then Anthony will tell you which ones are, are different. So starting at number one, we have Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Derek Henry, Aaron Jones, Ezekiel Elliott, Saquon Barkley, Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, Antonio Gibson, Najee Harris, Austin Eckler at number 12. Yeah. So, I mean, like you said, there, there's not that much discrepancy in the top 12. There are two or three players of note to mention here. So we'll start with Moose's rankings. Um, he has Clyde Edwards Hilaire in the top 12, whereas Dave and I have him outside the top 12. And you have... But to be to be clear, yeah, I, I 
the it's a draft order. So I would I would draft him right. within my first twelve yeah options. Yeah, and then the player that you removed is Austin Eckler. Yeah. So where Dave and I both have Eckler in the top twelve. So. If you could just give a little explanation. I know we've talked about this before. I kind of know the reasons why. Um, I, I think you mentioned there's something about Eckler that rubs you the wrong yeah, way. I just, I've never, I've, and I, it, there's no real reason, Anthony. I can't explain myself. I, this is a gut, this is a gut call. Yeah. I've never wanted Austin Eckler on my team for whatever reason. Um, and I honestly, the reason why I have Clyde Edwards Hilaire in there is because I think that Chiefs offense, it's, it's going to be high powered. They're going to be they're going to be passing. They're going to be running. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's unfortunate. Obviously, this sounds silly since we've just said that he has a sprained ankle. But, uh, you know, I did these rankings. Well, I guess I did them knowing he had a sprained ankle. But if he's healthy, I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is more likely to have a better season than he did last year. Mm-hmm. And he had a pretty decent season last year. Uh, that he did. And I guess, um, I, I guess, Anthony, if you want, if you honestly want... Uh, Here's here's my reason by Austin Eckler. I just I don't think they're going to be a run heavy team. Yeah, but I I agree. Um, I think it's where Eckler will be the most successful is his receiving, uh, his receiving side of the ball. Like he'll, he'll get his fair share of rushing yards. He'll probably if he does finish in the top twelve, um, he'll probably have the lowest rushing yards out of the top twelve. That's for sure. But he'll be among the top like. Last year, I believe, as far as receiving yards for running backs, it was Kamara, and then it was like Naeem Hines and J.D. McKissick. I think Eckler will be number two to Alvin Kamara uh, this coming season. So I get your point, and we we touched upon him a little bit uh, either last episode or a couple episodes ago where he really only showed what he can really do when Melvin Gordon held out. Um other than that, last season he was injured for the entire season pretty much. He came back towards the end, but it's not enough to, to see what he can do. He was fantasy relevant when he did come back, but for a full season, it'll be interesting to see how productive he will be for your fantasy team. Yeah. So these and two I, players... And, I, and I'm probably wrong. I'm probably wrong. It's just I can never bring myself... Yeah. It's like when, it's like when uh, giving you a hard time about Aaron Jones last season. Yeah. I think I just... I need, yeah. I need, I need to see more Austin. Right. And uh, it's funny that these two players that we're talking about, they're both my keepers in the keeper league. So, I mean, <laughs> um, you talking up CEH, me having him a bit lower, and then Dave, you know, having Eckler up there and me having Eckler up there. Uh, it's it's a good place to be. But I think these two running backs need to prove themselves. Um, I have, yeah, so I have Eckler at 10th. Uh, Dave has him at 12th. So just making it in. Um, so, I mean, where you have and where we'll talk about when we go to the 13 and 24 is really not that big of a discrepancy either. Um, and then the last person to mention for the top 12 for some, and I think of myself as the guy who's been highest on it. Uh, no, nope, I do have him in there. So it's only those two players that we really have the discrepancy with. Um, yeah. All right. So should we get into the, the juicy yeah. portion of this? The moment everyone's been waiting for. Yeah. Here we go. Starting at number 13. Miles Gaskin, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, James Robinson, Kareem Hunt, J.K. Dobbins, Javonta Williams, Darrell Henderson, Mike Davis, Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery, Joe Mixon, and Chris Carson at 24. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the main one here, 
would be Miles Gaskin. Um, I do not have Miles Gaskin in my top 24. Um, not because I don't think he's talented. I just don't want to draft a running back in my top 24. That- From Miami from Miami and a a crowded (laughs) Miami backfield. So I had mentioned the first preseason game. I'm going to check the stats here in a second from the, from the uh, second preseason game, but they used, um, they used uh, miles Gaskin. They used uh, Salvin Ahmed. And there's always a third guy. I'm forgetting Malcolm Brown, Malcolm Brown. Uh, They used the three of them equally. The first game, I know it's preseason. You're trying stuff out. Maybe you're trying to figure out who you're, your lead back is or who's going to get most of the touches. But I mean, I just, I have a feeling that if kind of like Tampa Bay or kind of like LA last year, where if somebody fumbles the ball, then they might take a step back for a couple games. And I don't know what their discipline is going to be like for, for the backfield as far as, uh, you know, fumbling the ball or as far as how much, um, how how many games will be given to you know be productive and like be their lead guy so i I don't know i think they're just going to use them all equally uh we don't know who's gonna run in the uh the ball in the red zone i mean malcolm brown's supposed to be that guy miles gaskin seems like a back that can do everything and then salvin ahmed seems to be um more of a receiving type uh running back as well um so I just don't want to draft a guy on a team that I don't know who's going to get most yeah. of the touches. And I mean, I mean we could put Malcolm Brown there. Yeah. You, well, so here's the thing is see, I, I, I agree with you and obviously it, it's a Miami player. So I'm not that thrilled about drafting him. However, miles Gaskin might be a Miami player. I, I would consider if, if I was backed into a corner and yeah. somebody said, you have to draft miles Gaskin, I might do it. And what I think is going to happen, and this is, it's actually probably unfortunate, but I also believe that Miami is going to be running the ball a lot this season. Miles yeah. Gaskin is going to be the guy who's going to get it down the field. Malcolm Brown's going to punch it in. Yeah. Um, I had mentioned, so one of our headlines uh, last week for the preseason games was that Malcolm Brown seemed to get more of the reps and then, oh, is it hype? So again, he had 10 carries yesterday. 43 yards and a touchdown. He had the most yards. There's uh, another running back, Jared Dokes, 30 yards, um, seven carries. Miles Gaskin, six carries, 27 yards and a touchdown. So I, I do think Miles Gaskin is probably the most talented back on the team um, and the most uh, like the back that can do both. Uh, he can punch it in. He can receive. Um, I just think one of the guys and Salvin Ahmed didn't do um like he was lower on the the stat line uh, yesterday. Uh, Patrick Laird made an appearance with two yards. <laughs> oh, Patrick! <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's probably not fair to me, uh, fair to remove Gaskin from the top twenty four because he'll most likely finish within it. But I do think that they're just going to go with the hot hand from week to week. So for me, I don't want to draft a guy that I'm not sure uh, will get the majority of the reps. All um, right. So you heard it here first. I'm not taking him unless I'm backed into a corner because yeah. he's from Miami. Anthony's not doing it because it looks like a committee backfield back there. You yeah. also don't have James Robinson. What's uh, Explain yourself. Yeah. So I don't have James Robinson because I just think Travis Etienne is going to take over. Um, 
just just to look at your guys' teams, like so you're the what highest. What about the headlines? Hundred... What about the headlines that have said Yeah, that James he's Robinson's gonna... the guy? Um, I mean, I'm not buying it. Uh, I do think I did mention that I do think he'll start off the season strong and then Travis Etienne will take over. I I mean a lot of people are expecting a Chubb um Kareem Hunt type situation. Yeah. Until I see it, I won't believe it. I still think they're gonna be a bad team. And they're going to have to throw the ball more. And I mean, Travis Etienne is going to be the receiving back. Uh, he's the more diverse back. So Dave has James Robinson 23rd and Travis Etienne 24th. So that seems to me like a cop out that he just doesn't know which one to take. Um, <laughs> I'm ta- I have James Robinson all the way yeah. up at 19. I'm buying it, man. I'm buying it. There's no yeah. way. I don't care, man. You don't, you don't have a guy on your team who did what James Robinson did last year and just say, nah, you're talented, but nah, we're just going to replace you. That doesn't happen. Yeah. They're going to they're going to play James Robinson until he proves otherwise. Yeah, I, I mean that's fair. Um, where I would rank him is probably twenty fifth. I have Travis Etienne at twenty four. I do. I don't what think a cop out. What a cop out. Just I know one right I, after I, each other. Yeah, I know. I might move. <laughs> I might move. Like that would really not be fair if I move him even lower. But to be honest, I don't. I, I think Travis Etienne is just like I said. I. I predict that he can win you league. So uh, towards the back half of the season. Okay. So let's, let's step out of fantasy. Cause you're right. He could win you leagues, but let's step out of fantasy. Why would a team that's rebuilding who has a a very capable running back suddenly put that running back to the side and potentially burn out their, their brand new rookie. And let's not, this is the important thing to remember is that James Robinson isn't on a five-year contract. He's on a three-year contract because he was a, yeah. a UDFA. So why not, why not just let the man run and Travis Etienne can slowly get introduced to the game uh, and and whatever. If Travis Etienne starts lighting it up, fine, by all means, then, you know, yeah. put him in. But I, I can't see a world where James Robinson is just uh, pushed to the side. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so this is our personal ranking rankings. It's not like our stats. So I would draft Travis Etienne above James Robinson because I know we just said Dave has James Robinson in one spot ahead. I would draft Travis Etienne, like just looking at how we were talking about rookies, like be patient with rookies. They might not show up at the beginning, maybe more towards the end. The reason why I'm drafting Travis Etienne over James Robinson is because I think he can be your <laughs> at, league at, winner. At 25. At, 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 tw- at James Robinson yeah. at 26. But I, 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 don't think, I don't think Jacksonville <laughs> is going to, run the ball as much as let's say they did last year um or i think may- they might i think they might anthony maybe well think about think about it if they're having still if they're still having a quarterback competition that means something's not working in the passing game potentially right but also don't forget that trevor lawrence loves to run the ball too so yeah, but that's but that's my point like it, if he was lighting it up at practice there would be no question right but you have a third guy now that's going to be taking uh some yards away and maybe a couple touchdowns away I do think the the rapport with Travis Etienne being linked to Trevor Lawrence is the advantage later on. But again, probably unfair. But I think Dave, looking at his team, this next player that I want to bring up, uh, who Dave is the highest on but doesn't have him in his top 24, is Darrell Henderson. <laughs> Darrell Henderson. And oh, he's, we, we when, skipped a few here. Let's, let's just go over them quickly. Okay. We don't have to talk about them too much. Kareem Hunt, why wouldn't it be different from last year? I mean... I think it's going to be the same one-two punch with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why anything would change. If anything, Kareem Hunt might get more touches. 
Right. You know, half, I, I, I mean, Kareem Hunt, after the legal issues he had a few years ago when he was playing for Kansas City, was a, a lead back in the NFL. So, I mean, they have two essentially top 12 talents on the team in the backfield, and we've seen them live cohesively. Um, so, I mean, we, we, we hope to see that from Robinson and Travis Etienne, but yeah. I, I, I don't know. I just feel more comfortable with Travis Etienne. And then uh, next we have J.K. Dobbins. We've spoken about J.K. Dobbins before. Dave's very high on J.K. Dobbins. So is Anthony. Um, I, I'm not there. I, I, I think. You have seventeen. Yeah, Baltimore is going to be all over the place. They don't know if they want to be a passing team, a running team. Lamar Jackson's going to be running all over the place. Gus Edwards, uh, J.K. Dobbins. I don't know. I don't want. I don't want any part of that mess. He's very talented. Not saying that he's not talented. If you want to ride that train, go for it. But uh, it's not for me. Just, just out of curiosity, because they, like you mentioned, they have Gus Edwards there. Let's just bring a name that a, a running back that would have been in on this list that's not there because of injury. Cam Akers, who has a crowded backfield as well, and I kind of put in the same category as J.K. Dobbins. Would you have been higher on Cam Akers than J.K. Dobbins, or rank them kind of similar? I just getting idea because well, for me, for I would me, write for me that's a great example. The difference is they went and got Cam Akers because Darrell Henderson never showed up. Right. You know and what I mean? Mal- like he, yeah. he was supposed to be the replacement, didn't do it. Malcolm Brown outplayed him. Then they they went and got Cam Akers. Yeah. Um, you know, they, I think they drafted Justice Hill one year. Justice Hill never did anything. They brought in J.K. Dobbins. And then it's always sort of been the J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards show. Right. You know, but you know, if Lamar Jackson isn't running it himself. But what now, I feel, yeah. Now they go, now they go and they say, hey, we want to be a pass catching team. They go out and get a couple of wide receivers. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, what's it gonna be? Like, are you guys gonna try and toss it? Are you guys gonna be a run heavy team again? So I'm sure I, I, I'm not saying that uh, JK Dobbins uh, isn't going to be a valuable fantasy asset this season. He probably will be, but he, he's not one that I'm chasing. That's not, um, that's not how yeah. I'm going to win my season. My only, so I have him 13th, like Dave, the reason why I put him there is because like you said, Baltimore, they, they want to be, they want to throw the ball more. They go out and get these receivers. Uh, they definitely need to have more support for the passing game for, um, for Lamar Jackson. But I always feel like they, they always have three running backs in the backfield, but it, it always seems like there is a big difference with the final stat line for all the running backs on the team. So like Mark Ingram was there and they had a couple of youngst- youngsters two years ago uh, that were there and supposed to be up and coming and need to prove themselves. Um, and then Ingram kills it. Like nobody expected Ingram to have one of his top seasons ever. And then last year, you know, it was a little bit of mess. Ingram getting injured and then, you know, trying to get the J.K. Dobbins comfortable and Gus Edwards, you know, getting him involved because he's been there for forever trying to make a name for himself. So I just feel that maybe it'll start off slow, but the the, the pass game is not going to be good. And they're going to have to go to their original um, – game plan of just running the ball with Lamar Jackson and these running backs. So to take a little pressure off of Lamar Jackson, they're going to have to go to Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins. But I do think J.K. Dobbins is the more talented back. And that volume wise, I mean, compared to some of these other players that we've talked about, he's going to get the volume, even with Gus Edwards there. So maybe a little high when we haven't seen that much from him yet. But yeah, uh, I, I, I think it's a pretty safe pick at 13 um 
And then, yeah, just uh, to mention before, you have Eckler at 13. So, I mean, you had him outside the top 12. He's just right there. Um, and you seem to be the highest on Josh Jacobs. Uh, again, not that big of a difference, but you are drafting him above guys like David Montgomery, J.K. Dobbins, Joe Mixon, Chris Carson, yeah. whereas I think Dave and I have like uh, – well, Dave stuck to his word – raise Joe Mixon because the hype on Joe Mixon, like a lot of people seem to be <laughs> higher on him. I mean, maybe it's that volume that we talk about. But that Joe, Joe-, Joe Mixon's great as long as he can stay on the field. Yeah. He's, he's becoming more and more of an injury risk every season. Yeah. I, I raised him a bit too. Originally on my rankings, I had written down, I had him at 22. I moved him up to 18, but um, yeah, but getting back to Josh Jacobs. So you, you like, I think a lot of people are pretty low on Josh Jacobs. I know I have him lower than you, you're, but you're, you're jump, Anthony. You're yeah, jump, I'm jumping, you're jumping I know. all over. But the I place. was comparing. This I was is... comparing Mixon to Jacobs at the beginning. We, we weren't t- even talking about any of these guys. We were talking about J.K. Dobbins, and then he just got wild. I don't even know where you were going with it. You just well, we you, finished J.K. Dobbins. It was you, done. No, you did in the same breath. You just started roll, rolling off onto a whole bunch of okay, other stuff. Okay, so you 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 lead into it then. I, well, I st- because I right after J- I stopped listening to you because you were on some wild tangent all over the place here. The, but the right next- after J.K. Dobbins, we went we went. I know, back but we never Austin you Eckler. never stopped. You never stopped. You never were like, <laughs> all right, we're done with J.K. Dobbins. On to the next one. You just in the same breath, you just started going, ah, Josh Jacobs, uh, Joe Mixon. Um, so <laughs> so we had J.K. Dobbins at seventeen. Moving on to eighteen. See how I did that, Anthony? Yeah, but we didn't. We now skipped very over clear. some now players. Very- no, we didn't. We, yeah. we spoke with Miles Gaskin at 13, Clyde yeah. Edwards-Lair at 14, Jays Robinson at 15, Kareem Hunt at 16, J.K. Dobbins at 17. Now, at 18, Javante Williams. Yeah, but we didn't talk about your Eckler. That's why I mentioned Eckler because you have well, we Eckler. Did. We spoke about Eckler at length before. Yeah, but I just wanted to say where you had him just to show that you are oh. low, but not that low. Oh, okay. Okay. Would so you, you like to say something about Javante Williams? Um, Sure. Uh, Javante Williams should be high because Melvin Gordon seems to have these lingering issues, uh, injury issues, off the field issues. Yeah, there's, seem- a, there's also, from what I recall, there's a lingering DUI. Yes. So <laughs> at some point that'll be settled and who knows when it will hit and he'll, he might miss a couple games depending if he, what happens with that. So, I mean, Melvin Gordon, you draft the running back that high in the draft because you eventually want to work him in to be your guy. And Melvin Gordon, of course, I mean, stat-wise for fantasy football, looked decent last year, had a decent finish. Say it, Anthony. Say it. What? He looked old. He looked old. But um, Javante Williams looks good at in the preseason. Um, seems like he, he could be their uh, every down back. So I'm high on him, probably a little too high. I personally, uh, maybe not too high. I think I'm not even the highest think, on him. I think Javonta Williams is yeah. is a prime example of a rookie you're going to have to wait on. I think really? he's going. Yeah, yeah. I think he's going to be very talented, but you're going to have to wait because Melvin Gordon will be out there. They are going to play Melvin Gordon. Javonta Williams will get his time, but I think Javonta Williams you'll really reap the benefits end of the season. He, I think he's one of these guys. If you pick him up, don't. You know, yeah, whatever. First couple of weeks, he may not see a lot. Don't drop him. Yeah. Hang on to him. By the end of the season, he, he's going to be featured a lot. 
but I think he, from, from the small amount that I saw, I think he, he needs reps, you know, he needs reps to really get into a rhythm. And once he gets into the rhythm of the, of the NFL, he's going to be spectacular, but I think he's a guy we might have to wait on. And I could be wrong. And that's so you're not better, buying his better hype. for you. Yeah. You're oh not no, buying- no, I, I'm buying the hype. I'm just saying yeah. the hype's going to come in time. Yeah. He's, one of the, he's one of the guys like we were talking about with Justin Jefferson, where you'll hype, 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 you get him, And the first, you know, three to four weeks, uh, he's okay. not doing that great. Not doing that great. Don't drop him. Just hang on. Yeah. Yeah. He's just getting accustomed to the NFL. Maybe he needs a little injury from Melvin Gordon and boom, he's going to get out there and he's going to be phenomenal. Yeah. But, I, I, um, he, I, I don't a, think he's, I don't think he's going to yeah. be like a day one, like fantasy producer, but yeah. he could, I could be wrong. And if I am wrong, well, thank goodness you drafted him and uh, hung on to him. Yeah. I mean, that that's the only reason why I have him up there is because I do think that of the rookies that he'll be the one and you have him higher than I do by one spot, but um, I do think that he'll get in there. I'm buying the hype that they said he could potentially start the season as the lead yeah. back. Oh, so, no, no, for, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, like he has the talent, yeah. but I, for me, just with the Melvin Gordon situation, yeah. I think it's, it's going to be a couple of weeks before we really see what yeah. uh, Javante can do in, in the league. Yeah. Okay, now, Anthony, now I see what I'm going to do here. I'm going to go, all right, moving on to our next person at 19, we have Darrell Henderson. Right. So as I mentioned before, when I jumped to it, uh, Dave, we finally got here, Anthony, it took us a little while, but we made it. So Moose and I have expressed our feelings about Darrell Henderson in the past. Uh, the reason why they drafted Cam Akers and Cam Akers is the lead back there, but obviously not playing this year due to injury is that Darrell Henderson just can't stay healthy and he just can't cut it as the lead back. Dave is supposed to be the highest on him, but there's nowhere to be found in Dave's rankings. So you're going to say, but Dave is nowhere to be found. And he's nowhere to be found. <laughs> hi, Dave. Um, oh, yeah. so, hi, hi, Dave. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, um, so you've kind of ruined the episode a little bit because uh, we know you, you're high on Darrell Henderson. Yeah. So your Dave, list is. Dave yeah. was upset that Anthony and I didn't banter enough last episode when it was just Anthony and I. Yeah. I feel like we've done adequate bantering. Yeah. I had to bust your chops there a little bit because you got your numbers wrong. Jumping all up. Yeah, but yeah. uh you know, we're, we agree on Darrell Henderson. What, what do you want from us, Dave? Yeah. Uh, so I don't know where you would actually have him, Dave. Uh, so, I Dave, mean. Well, Dave doesn't eat. Oh, because he doesn't even have yeah, him in the top 24. That's it. So I don't know where he'd put him. So right now I'm the highest on him at, I have him ranked 20th. Um, I do think because they don't have many other options on the team. I know Z- uh, Xavier. Um, Xavier Jones. I'll look at this. I'll look at Xavier, that player. Um, I know he's looked pretty good and could be, or is the the backup to Daryl Henderson right now. And some people are saying he could take over for Daryl Henderson if he, you know, has injury issues and still be productive. But um, I mean, we talk about volume, like we've mentioned a couple times yeah. already. This Xavier episode. Jones. Xavier Jones. Uh, Daryl Henderson has the volume right now. He will get most of the touches. So I mean, productivity will be up there even if he doesn't wow you with a stat line at every game you'll have enough you know to to be relevant to your fantasy team so that's why i have him at 20 and you have him at 24 yeah, i mean i i have at 24 because i wouldn't i wouldn't be upset if he was my rb2 but i i'd love yeah. to be able to have him in my flex or something like that 
yeah, that's the ultimate. I feel spot for super him. comfortable with Darrell Henderson in my flex. Man, I love. I'd be cautious. I'd be. I'd. I'd hope that the reason why he's my RB two is because I loaded up elsewhere. And you said perfectly. That is the spot for him, the flex spot, because you know you can reap the benefits from him earlier on, and when he fizzles out because of injury or whatever else, yeah. just not being as productive as the team would like, then you know you, you slot in one of your deep wide receivers that you have stashed away on your bench, and then you slot that guy in your flex. So I mean, flex spot is perfect for him. Anthony, do you want to do the next name? Yes, I'll do it. So this is a key one to uh, to mention because there is a discrepancy with this player as well amongst the three of us. Mike Davis at number 20. So again, volume. He's the only guy there that I really see. There there are more people. I know there have been mentioned. For, for those listening, I did yeah. a mild shock face. Yeah. Um, so I forget the other player's name. And the reason why I forgot, because I don't think that player will be relevant <laughs> at all. I think Mike Davis will have a lot of volume as long as he's healthy. He'll make his way. It's the same thing as Darrell so Henderson. That's, that's the big thing. So the, the one thing that always grabs me is anytime I'm reading something about Mike Davis, it's Mike Davis, a career backup running back. You know, like that's not super exciting and I get it. People get better. We've seen it. Uh, you know, you see a lot of undrafted guys who are, who are Austin Eckler was an undrafted free agent. Yeah. You know, you see guys like that and they, they rise to the top same like James Robinson. So sure. You know, I, I think Mike Davis could probably do it. We saw him do it last year, but a little bit of skepticism. I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure. And, you know, uh, rave reviews of, uh, Kadri Olison out of camp. Yes, that's his name. Haven't heard much. Honestly, I haven't heard much Mike Davis hype other than people in fantasy being like, oh, Mike Davis, look what he did last year. He's going to do it for the Falcons. I, you know, I know Todd Gurley's not the best example, but Todd Gurley goes out there, supposed to be this amazing back for the Falcons, didn't really pan out. You know, and then you hear rave reviews about the number two. And then I would say after that, it, it starts to float off. Um, Corderell Patterson, uh, yeah. Javian Hawkins, He's a small guy, very elusive, could catch passes, but, you know, not much hype around him either. Um, Huntley, I think, I don't know his Huntley, first name. Yeah, Huntley, yeah. Huntley fum- fumbled the ball preseason. Not a great yeah. start. But 57, six, uh, six touches yesterday, 57 yards, a touchdown. And making an appearance, Deontay Foreman. Uh, nine touches, nine carries, the most on the team yesterday. Is it Deontay? I always, I always, apostrophe. I always say Dante. Deonta. De, is it Deonta? I, I don't know how to pronounce I don't know. it. People say, people say Dante. Okay. So I, I guess D apostrophe would be a Dante, like in Quebec here where we speak French. Uh, that's, I guess, how it would be pronounced, Dante. Yeah. Anyways, but, uh, if, Dante, if you're listening, please let yeah. us know. Um, but yeah, so nine carries, 24 yards, touchdown, nothing exciting. I mean, they're just. Trying so, all of them. Yeah. At, Atlanta's backfield, like it could be anyone. Honestly, right. I think anyone has an opportunity to emerge. As Yeah. To be the backup to Mike Davis. Mike Davis didn't play. No, He's my, obviously... But my point is, like, I'm not fully convinced that Mike Davis yeah. will be spectacular. So, like, everybody's assuming that Mike Davis yes. is going to repeat what he did last season. Exactly. Uh, it's the assumption. I think what people, why people are high on him, like, he's still going. I guess later than you would expect for being a number one running back, rightfully so. It's his first opportunity as being the number one on the team, not taking over for somebody. So I mean, it could go bad. It it, it could not be That's productive, it. and then they could go somewhere else. But 
And plus, Atlanta is going to be terrible. So, I mean, they're not going to run the ball as much as people might think. They might have to air the ball down the field kind of like they did last year. Um, but I think the the touches will be there. The carries will be there. Um, he's He won't wow you. He's just – it's a perfect spot to be 23-24. I don't know how low you'd actually put him. But we were talking about how Damian Harris could be a late value because he's the number one running back super late in drafts. But, I mean, Mike Davis just right now how it seems. And, like, we don't know – so we know somebody will emerge as the the, yeah. uh, the talented back at RB2 on the team. But right now, there's we don't know who. And I mean, Mike Davis is locked in there. So yeah. that's... Again, I, I see Mike Davis as being... Same as Darrell Henderson. Yeah. I'd be happy if he's my second running back, even happier yeah. if he's my flex. So, I mean, if you go... You get your early tight ends and you go early receiver and you waited on running back, he would be the perfect guy to go. Uh I guess you're not excited, but he would be a, a, a decent enough back to, to run on your team as an RB2, let's say. All right, here we go. Now you can get into your wild Mr. men. Jacobs. Uh, Josh, Josh Jacobs. Jacobs explanations. Um, well, let's let you go first because you have, you're the highest on him. So you have him at 14 in your rankings. Yeah. I have him at 16 along with Dave at 16. Yeah, I just I, I I know you guys think that Kenyon Drake is gonna take away from him. I I don't see that at all. I yeah. think he's still gonna be Josh Jacobs. He's still gonna get tons of opportunity. Uh, and he's he's a fantastic running back. So I you know uh, if you if you get him as your RB two, I think you're uh, yeah you're doing you're doing swell. Um, I, I was one. Of the, so I wasn't. I don't think I'm agreeing with you with uh, Kenyon Drake that. It's only there to give some, you know, give a breath to Josh Jacobs. Yeah. I don't think he'll eat too much into it. I mean, and he's already, in, he's already injured. Yeah. Kenny Drake's already uh, slightly hampered, uh, which is normally his issue. He's always hampered by something. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I guess Dave doesn't think Kenyon Drake will, uh, Kenyon Drake will eat into Josh Jacobs stats too much because he has him where I have him. I mean, you have him at 14. We have him at 16. So, I mean, the discrepancy, there's no big discrepancy on where we and, rank him. And he's like super talented and he's been super productive since he's gone into the NFL. So and, I just don't see him dropping. And honestly, I, I can't believe I find myself saying this. It's really yeah. hard. And I'm, I know I'm putting a lot on Derek Carr's shoulders. If Derek Carr can be whatever year that was before he got the injury, Derek Carr, yeah. I think Las Vegas could be a very good team. You know? They've, uh, especially uh, at least on offense. Yeah. I think they could, uh, I think the only thing holding them back is, is Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Uh, they've got speed. They've got size, uh, you know. Yeah. And it's kind of like when I look at our consensus, the fact that he somehow made it below Mike Davis and Daryl Henderson and even Javonta Williams is just crazy. Um, but I mean, I guess we're getting excited about some players, a little too excited. Yeah. Um, I mean, we'll we'll post them, but chances are how the preseason goes, you know, rankings change. You know, we have our drafts coming up. Things might change. Our tiers might change. But uh, yeah, for now, if, if Josh Jacobs is ranked 21 or he drops to that uh, consensus rank on other platforms too i mean if you get Darrell, if you get josh jacobs that late you're happy like oh, yeah. you should not be worried at all okay moving on to the next one we got david montgomery 
yeah. which uh, I think I I have uh, I, I think I have a discrepancy in mind. Oh, I, oh no, Dave has him the lowest. Yeah. Dave has him the lowest. You and I have him ranked at fifteen. Dave has him at eighteen. Yeah, I'm not. I, I'll be honest. Like I'm not really thrilled about David Montgomery. The yeah. only thing I the only thing that I think I always put him maybe a little bit higher is because of the workload. Yeah. Again, that's it. But if, if you look at last season, he didn't do much until he was playing the easiest defenses at the end right. of the season. So I mean, it brings into a lot of question of of you know how how talented he is. He was also uh, well, he was the only back there, but he is supposed to be a three down back. So that's that's no real excuse either. Yeah, um, maybe maybe just is taking a little bit longer for him to to really show who he is. I mean, we'll we'll see. Like we don't know how easy their schedule will be. We don't know which. Oh, we like, do. We can the schedule ass- is out. We just don't have it in front of us. Yeah, but like <laughs> what I was getting to is that like, are the same teams going to be terrible right. at the run D? So I mean, de- what I mean is we don't know on the schedule who's going to be the, the the easy run defense yeah. is to play against. So uh, I, I think he's the most confused. Uh, he's the hardest. He was one of the hardest people to rank for me. I had him lower before. I was worried about Damian Harris because the first preseason game. Uh, he, uh, it's Damien Harris, right? Yeah, Damien Harris looked pretty, pretty good, and because the, you always bring up that point, like even though Tariq Cohen's not here, uh, not there because he's dealing with an injury right now, uh, that Damien Harris is still there. I wasn't too impressed with Damien Harris uh, this second no, 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 week. No. It's not Damien Harris. Yeah, I know that. I'm Damien Williams. Up. Damien Williams. There you go. <laughs> Damien Williams. So Damien Williams looked really good the first uh, preseason game, uh, and I was a little bit worried about. Uh, David Montgomery's uh, usage. Dan Williams injured. I think, honestly, the guy you have to worry about now is probably uh, Khalil Herbert. I'm not that worried. Well, no, not not about taking the job from uh, Montgomery, but taking the job of uh, Tariq Cohen or or Damon Williams. Okay. I think he he could come in and take that spot. Yeah. So, I mean, we all know when Tariq Cohen comes back, his usage is if he comes back, his usage would be in the receiving game, which lowers David Montgomery for PPER uh, uh, league setups. Um, I would think for just standard, David Montgomery probably gets a boost. Uh, But yeah, so for now, I think 15 is a good spot for him. Uh, Yeah, not the most exciting number one RB on your team, probably is better suited for RB2. So I, I, I agree. And I think the next two players have the same profile. I think we could talk about both. We could just say the same thing and it could apply to both of them. All right. Do you, do you off. agree off the bat or should we split them? Um, let, let's group them together. I just uh-huh. have, I, I have feelings about one of them and you know, right, well, we'll, we'll, well, you can talk about them when we get to that. Yeah. We, we talk about Anthony's feelings. Um, feelings. So at, at 23 and 24, we have Joe Mixon and Chris Carson. And for me, the reason why I put them together is, if they're healthy, fantastic. And yes. that's that's it. That's my analysis. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's pretty good. that's pretty good analysis. Um <laughs> I I I have them ranked one after the other. I have Chris Carson 17, uh Joe Mixon at 18, and it's because I do like Chris Carson more. Um the, what I'm just pulling up now, so Chris Carson finished 17th last year um overall. And then, of course, it's due not to him not being a talented back, but it's due to injury. Mixon found himself way lower because of injury as well. Um, 
and I think for, for both of them, especially this season, yeah. de- defenses have to respect the pass game now. Right. Both and, in Seattle and in, in Cincinnati. I mean, Chris Carson missing time. The, and I mean, I'm, I struggled with even ranking. I want to rank Chris Carson higher, but it's just his injury proneness. It, it is a big factor. But like I mentioned, last year he was injured maybe not as consistent as you would have liked him to be as well when he was in there, but he finished 17. So top 24 the year before he played 15 games. He played some games hampered by injury, but he finished 11th. So the difference between him and Mixon is that when Carson is injured, he's still, when he's on the field though, he is getting you crazy amounts of fantasy points per game. So Mixon finds himself outside the top 24, which is, well, uh, 2019 Joe Mixon was 13th and Joe Mixon played 16 games. So, I mean, Carson, for me, I rank him higher, even though they're the same player. I, I do think that the breakout factor and just the amount of fantasy points you'll get per game will be higher with Carson, but Mixon has the workload. And There's nobody behind him. Well, nobody behind him in quotations. Yeah. Um, draft strategy pro tip. If you yeah. draft either of these guys, you have to make sure you're getting backups. Yeah. Because, well, Chris Carson's almost guaranteed he's going to miss games at some yeah. point. The guy is an incredible athlete, but he smashes into people and he gets injured. Yeah. Um, Joe Mixon just gets injured, yeah. but he's uh, <laughs> he's also a great athlete. Yeah. So um, just make sure you have depth behind yeah. these guys if you, if you find yourself drafting them earlier on in your draft. So... Yeah, and Moose says running back depth. He's not saying handcuffs. Right now, we don't know who their direct backup is. We know there's a whole bunch of them on on Seattle. We don't know who's going to get the, the the reps when when or if Chris Carson is out. So Rashad Penny, we mentioned before, it's not looking too good. Uh, they have a couple other youngsters over there. DJ Dallas, I think, is one of them. Yeah, Travis, um, Travis Homer. Well, Alex Collins. Yeah. Alex Collins, Alex Collins is, is yeah. the... The flavor of the month apparently in Seattle, yeah. not not from what I saw. Um, if you like a guy who shakes his head and jumps side to side and calls it a deke, Alex Collins is your guy. Yeah. Um, I mean, d- you did rank Carson up there. I, I was happy to see that because. But that's it. At- there's, there's nothing. Chris Carson, in terms of fantasy, is fantastic. Yeah. When he's on the field, but he, he's but the that's field. the thing. He's a bit of a liability. So. And I, I know we've spoken about this in a previous episode. If like it's the same thing we were talking about. If if you plan on drafting Saquon Barkley, you have to build your strategy around having uh build the strategy around him not actually playing. Yeah. So if you if you draft Chris Carson, just pretend like you didn't draft him and keep drafting because chances are he will miss time and you you will need a running back to replace him. You know, obviously we hope that he doesn't get injured and he's out there doing Chris Carson things and tearing it up, but that hasn't been the case. Most of the time he, he does, he does miss a few games here and there. So if you want to be very successful with him on your team, you got to get backups. Yeah. Um, so that's our top 24. I do want to have some honorable mentions um, guys that we ranked, but just, they found themselves lower so deandre swift and travis Etienne would be our 25 and 26 very honorable um, very honorable 
we had them obviously for them to be not on our consensus top 24 means we all rank them pretty low in our uh our individual rankings so again uh, it's the backfield just crowded backfield and you know deandre swift being on detroit as well not knowing if jamal williams is gonna get most of the touches one game versus another and then so we won't dive deep into that i just want to mention a person that you know the philly fans are gonna be upset with us i know you and i don't believe in philadelphia but i feel like i think philly Philly fans are always upset yeah always upset um but miles sanders i guess would be a key name to mention that um on a team where it seems like it's only him and Boston Scott, and we know Boston Scott's not going to be high up in fantasy finishes for running back. So, I mean, you, you and I are very low in Philly, and we're not believers in Miles Sanders' talent. Uh, no, he, and he is, he is talented, but I just – Philly just does not look yeah. poised to be winning. Yeah, he's a guy that if I see – in a round when I'm drafting, I'm just, I'm not even thinking about it. it. Just, yeah. Let, let that Philly fan on in your league, take him, be yeah. excited. I mean, last, last year we had a hilarious scenario where in one week we said, don't take Miles Sanders. Nothing's going to happen. And the whole game, Miles Sanders was doing nothing. It was dismal. And then out of nowhere, he, he breaks off an 85 yard run. So that that's, that's what your season's going to be like. You're going to have Miles Sanders in there. And maybe here and there, you know, he'll have big games. But I think for the most part, you're going to be upset that you drafted him. Yeah. And he finished, just to give people an idea, he finished 23rd last season. I think there's way more talented backs that have, you know, the rookies that have that have come into the league and their situations are much better. There are guys like Austin Eckler, who was injured last season, that uh, that, you know, is going to, hopefully be there the entire season so he should find his way up there so of guys to slide out of that top 24 finish um i think miles sanders could be the guy in it. and that's why i'm not going to rank him that's why i'm not going to draft him so yeah i'm not going to yeah. do it all right should we get into the next segment yes are, are, <clears throat> are we both gonna make attempts again oh i don't know here we go i'm gonna go for mine <clears throat> they said it on how did that, that sound? Was good. That was pretty good. It was better than uh, the last time. I think last time you rushed it. Okay. I feel like so, I wasn't even saying <clears throat> words there. I'm not even sure if I said words. It was so high. Yeah. Actually, I'm not even going to do mine because that one was pretty good. I don't want to no, take... No, no, uh, no, no, no. Come on now. Okay. Dave's not here. You got to do it too. <laughs> they said it on Reddit. A val- very, val- very valiant effort. But I don't even know how good mine sounded. So let's just agree to disagree that both were yeah. terrible. Well, I think we I think it was better than the the first time we did it. So well, kudos to us. Dave, we need you back. We need yeah. you. We need that that seamless voice. The voice of angels. All right, hit us with it. All right. So this one is from user Mikey Mike 1016. Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton is the header. How do you see these two wide receivers this season? Sutton coming off a torn ACL. Does Judy assume the wide receiver one rule? So we did touch a little bit upon it when we were talking about the preseason games. Um, I said I wasn't happy from what I saw from Jerry Judy in preseason week one. Uh, And now week two, he did look a lot better. He is, and with that being said, I do think he is the most talented receiver on the team. It's just 
depending on who the quarterback is, like you said, it's, it's, I, I was, was going to say, I was just yeah. about to say, this question is unanswerable until we know who the quarterback is. Um, we know that Drew Locke, uh, you know, was peppering Cortland Sutton with the ball a ton. Um, the season Cortland Sutton did well. Yeah. Um, right. And right. I, I would presume that Jerry Judy does come in and become the wide receiver one. However, I still think they're both going to have uh, fantasy value. Yeah. And in fact, I, in fact, I think Dave brought this up the other day. I think the biggest thing you got to be worried about is the emergence of uh, KJ Hamler. Yeah. Who also looks fantastic, but who yeah. knows? Um, I don't, I don't, I think Drew Locke could support three wide receivers. Not sure Teddy Bridgewater could. So I think if, if Teddy comes in, maybe, maybe you will have to try to find it. It'll be a tough choice between Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton. I would tend to lean towards Jerry Judy just because, you know, he's the, he's the young rookie. Uh, absolutely fantastic. And I think Jerry Judy would be fantastic with both quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, whereas Cortland Sutton, I don't know. I, I, did you see him play? Did he, look, uh, did he look like he was missing a step? Um, he's not playing right now because he's dealing with still healing. So yeah, still healing. what are we like two weeks out? Yeah. So yeah, uh, if you're drafting, good. if you're drafting, you're, you're taking Jerry Judy, maybe you take Cortland Sutton super late. If, uh, yeah. if Cortland Sutton's a guy you want, maybe he goes undrafted and uh, just get ready to scoop him up on waiver wires when he comes back and he's healthy, um, or scoop him up, put him up, put it on your IR, you know, let him sit on your, on your injury reserve. If you have one. Yeah. I did that last year with Debo Samuel. It worked out really well for me. Um, yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> how I look at this, and maybe I'm like reading too much into certain things from last season with Jerry Judy. So, when I look at Cortland Sutton, I won my, my dynasty uh, season drafting Cortland Sutton because he was a young prospect and it paid off. So he has a rapport with Drew Locke. We know that if Drew Locke is the starting QB and Cortland Sutton starts week one, they're going to be good to go. You can, Cortland Sutton, you can trust him. Okay, but hold on, uh, but hold on, Ed, because I know where you're going with this. And you have to remember, last season, there was no preseason and yeah. Denver was recycling their quarterbacks. There was right. all those different guys. So week to week, the receivers are getting passes from backups all over the place. So but I know I think, what I know where you're going with it, but I think it's it truly is a question mark until we see them play for real. But I, it it was leading a certain direction, but I think you're going to be surprised by what I'm going to say. Okay. So I do think Sutton will be the wide receiver one, but I think Judy will play better than last year because one thing that I was that I'm reading into from last season is Jerry Judy being the main guy there. Um, it seemed like he couldn't handle. Uh, the cornerbacks, maybe the cornerbacks gave him a little bit more of a tough time, him being the lead guy over there. So I think with Cortland Sutton getting that attention now, it f opens up the field for Jerry Judy. So I think Drew Locke, wide receiver one is Sutton, then it's Judy, then it's Hamler. If it goes Teddy Bridgewater, it seems like Teddy Bridgewater is building because Cortland Sutton's not on the field and not really mm -hmm. practicing that Teddy Bridgewater's rapport with Judy is much better. And like I mentioned this week two, it's Teddy Bridgewater's connection to Jerry Judy that Jerry Judy made a, like it was a great throw, great catch yards after the catch. So, I mean, Teddy but Bridgewater, I, mean, I say Judy's first. Cause, Cause I see Judy as being that big playability wide receiver. Yeah. But I worry that Teddy Bridgewater will not launch it down the field to him. Yes. 
Um, I, that you know, is like, Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, if you think about Robbie Anderson last season, I think all three of us were talking about this the other day. You know, same thing, Robbie Anderson's speedy, you know, downfield uh, weapon. I see the same with Jerry Judy. I'm just concerned that Teddy Bridgewater, you know, maybe not the best accuracy, maybe not the best arm, might underutilize Jerry Judy. Yeah. So, I mean, so that's what we have to say to this user. User um, Mikey Mike 1016 uh, right now. I guess it would be Judy since uh, Cortland Sutton is not practicing. But I would say they're they're both going to do well with Drew Locke there. I don't think... I don't think they will suffer because look, Teddy Bridgewater, like we said, won't throw much down the field, but he, DJ Moore had a great season. Robbie Anderson had a great season last year in Carolina. So we know two wide receivers could live or be successful fantasy options with Teddy Bridgewater under center. Um, It might suffer a little bit more for KJ Hamler, where we see Drew Locke loves airing the ball out. So, I mean, KJ Hamler probably has more value. So this is, we're looking deeper, but I would just, I would say that Sutton, if healthy is the number one guy. So. Yeah. And and honestly, if you're high on both these guys, um, you know, try to get a feel of, of how other people in your league are thinking about Cortland Sutton. Like I said, maybe, maybe nobody drafts him and uh, you pick him up in the, in the last round, put him on your injured reserve, just pick up another player off the waiver wire right after the draft. And then you just you sit Cortland Sutton there until he's healthy, he comes back, and then boom. If he ends up being the guy, you've got him. Yeah, and we talk about, like, I know that a lot of smaller players are successful in the NFL, but Cortland Sutton, I think, will be the number one if healthy with either quarterback too because he's 6'4", 216 pounds. This guy is going to be such a threat in the red zone. The guy's going to get touchdowns. Uh, His big season in 2019, 1,012 yards, six TDs. And, I mean, he he does do a little bit of rushing as well. So, I mean, he's the guy. Judy's the big play guy, so I would say Cortland Sutton is number one. But right now, if you're drafting early, if you're drafting now – Corlin Sutton's falling later because of his injury. So yeah. that's a, a high value pick later on in drafts. And people might even just forget about him. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. So let's um, thank you, uh, Mikey Mike and the 1016s. <laughs> right. Was it? Yeah. Marky, Marky Mark and the somethings. Mikey Mike. Oh yeah. It was Marky Mark and the funky bunch. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Uh, okay, cool. So Anthony, um, uh, what are you, what are you drinking? What are you drinking? What are you watching on TV? So I'm having a bit burger oh. um, and a boobly because ah. uh, when we do the podcast, I turn off the AC unit and I sweat a lot. So uh, I need to stay a little hydrated as well with some water and what I'm watching. I mean, watch hard knocks. Oh, yeah. um, I haven't seen the second episode yet. Okay. So I won't get into it. We can maybe talk about it next episode, but uh, what am I watching? Um, I'll tell you what people should be listening to. Us okay. on our live yes. show on Wednesday on the Halftime Sports app yes. at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Yes. Um, Join us. You can ask all your questions live. We'll let you come up on stage. You can be like, Anthony, I don't like your take. Moose, you're a champion. I love it. I'm kidding. Or if we exclude- Anthony's also a champion. It's only going to be the yeah. two of us. Yeah. It's only going to be the two of us. Uh, there might be... Another appearance, maybe from uh, Seeger, who oh. showed up. Um, and then, I mean, even if you guys 
if you feel that we're excluding players and not talking about the players, bring them up. Yeah. We'll we'll and, analyze uh, them. Link in the description. Yes, link in the description. So um we look forward to hearing from you guys. But yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know. Um I was rewatching the Pirates of the Caribbean movies because ah, it's the Caribbean. The Caribbean, yes. Um Caribbean. I think you, you I think you could say it either way. <laughs> <laughs> pirates of the caribbean movies uh or caribbean movies um and yeah they're okay the i guess the third one was a little confusing i know there was four i haven't watched the fourth one yet the third one's a little confusing kind of like trying to figure out who's on what boat at uh, what time i have i have a funny story about this okay actually Let's dave see. and i were, dave and i were just talking about this the other day yeah um for a while one of the cinemas in point claire um, had like 2 a.m. shows or it was like okay. 1 a.m. shows, whatever, super late shows. And I remember we saw Nacho Libre and maybe another movie, but I remember going to see Pirates of the Caribbean, the third one. And okay. I was exhausted. Like uh, I was so tired. And I remember I fell asleep and I woke up and everybody's dead in the movie. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, what? Like, what is going on? And they're like some kind of alternate universe, whatever. And like I, one of these things where I was like, ah, well, I've lost the story. I'm going back to bed. So I, I remember passing out again and then waking up and then everybody's alive again. Yeah. So and I was that, like, oh my goodness, <laughs> what is this movie? So basically how the second one ended, um, Johnny Depp or um, Jack Sparrow uh, was killed by the Kraken. And then they got to go to David Jones's locker. Exactly. So he's not actually dead. It's just like a punishment, like a limbo type thing. And they all go there and they got to flip the ships and everything. And then they see other dead people going to the, yeah. So it was was crazy. But but then after that, everybody's like double crossing each other. And you're like, wait, who's on whose side? And then you're like, wait, he's on that boat. When did he get on that boat? And then you're like, who's on whose side now? So it was just, it was all over the place. Um, but I mean, they're exciting movies. No. Um, I know what I like. They they started releasing now. Jumping over to, well, this is also on Disney, so I'm watching these movies on Disney. But um, the Marvel What If, uh, or I, mean, I think I that's what it's called, that. the What Ifs. Uh, I think there's two episodes out. I haven't watched any of them yet. I haven't really had time. Like I put on the Pirates of the Caribbean movies and do whatever around the house. But those I want to sit down and actually watch when I'm not doing anything. So, yeah. Uh, apparently they're good. I haven't uh, I haven't watched anything new. Okay. Um, unfortunately, not it's not very exciting. But um, what are you drinking? Oh, I, I thought I said I'm. I'm no. just drinking. I'm just drinking a Heineken. Okay. Nothing nice. special. Refreshing. A classic. Classic. Um. So I think this is the part where Dave goes. <clears throat> Thanks for listening. See you next time. Ciao.